she bought that? The 70s one? No, oh. I did. Oh. <laughs> Bitch. You're listening to The Fitting Room with Brooke and Bachuga. It's my first day here. <laughs> did you get a new necklace? Ah, it's my Pechuga necklace. It's so beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. It's like this rare yellow gold that my friend uh, Sang made for me. It's so pre- It's so pretty. Sang owns a jewelry store in downtown LA. Dilly, Dilly True LA, I think is his oh, name. Oh, yeah. is that is this the guy that was helping you with the brooch? The Dries Van Noten. Yes. Yeah. I love you. Hey, you know what? I pay attention. Mm-hmm. I stalk people on the internet. It I shows. know what's what. I know. <laughs> it shows. This is why we're here. <laughs> what's your sign again? I'm a Libra. Ah, I love it. Yeah. She's balanced. You know, we try. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Hi, y'all. Hey, everybody. We're back. Welcome to the Fitting Room Pod. So today we have a very special episode. Yeah. Just like we did with uh, Andre Leon Talley, uh, a legend. We had an in memoriam episode for him and uh it was brooke's idea to have an in memoriam episode for the late dame uh vivian westwood um and we'll start the episode uh with a reading of my uh my tribute um that appeared in dazed magazine um uh on seventh on january 17th uh 2023 I love this. It's like recorded history. I know. <laughs> this is really cool. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Everything is Connected. A Love Letter to Vivian Westwood by Johnny Valencia. Everything is Connected. These were the three words that Vivian Westwood once said that changed my life forever. The woman who created clothing for punks in 1977, for pirates in 1981, and for pagans in 1991 was the same woman who found it important to know the name of plants, to speak up for those that couldn't speak for themselves, and to mobilize international attention around ecological crusading. Dame Westwood leaves behind a legacy that will impact future generations to come. She was a design powerhouse and one of the greatest thinkers modern history has known. By successfully melding art, history, philosophy, and fashion, she created a world that so many wanted to live in, and that's what made Westwood so grand. The past didn't define Westwood's present, but it greatly influenced the way that she saw the world. In fact, her infamous orb logo symbolizes that ethos, taking from the past, from tradition, and bringing it forward through reinterpretation. Westwood didn't simply hike up hemlines, cinch in waists, and make you taller. She also made you dream. She was an advocate for the marriage between intellect and exquisite taste and remained a student until she passed away. Before I started my own business, Petruga Vintage, I experienced firsthand what so many in Westwood's company referred to as the Westwood Way. So what was the Westwood Way? The Westwood Way was chaotic at times, it was confusing, but it was also gorgeous and extremely rewarding. A bit of a backstory. I started working for Vivian Westwood back in 2012 as a showroom intern in the Los Angeles office and climbed my way up. For six years, I treated her business as if it were my own. However, by 2017, I realized that I had reached my limit within the company and that Westwood was bigger than the confines of her contemporary collections. See, the longer I worked for the dame, the more I felt an urgency to tell people about her. 
I felt that this beauty, this raw talent, this philosophy that transcended language had to be shared. So I pulled a Westwood on Westwood and looked to her own archives. I will absolutely never forget the first pieces I discovered. A tartan jacket from five centuries ago, autumn, winter, 1997, and a corset from Les Femmes, spring-summer 1996, a boule print velvet bomber from Portrait, autumn-winter 1990, which cost three times my rent at that time, but I didn't care. I didn't even think of having my own business at that point, so you can only imagine how irrational it was at that time to purchase the pieces that were just going to be sitting in my closet. But again, I didn't care. Not one bit. I viewed these pieces as art, and with every piece I collected, I would spend hours doing the research trying to understand why Westwood had created it. Pechuga came later with Lisa from Blackpink wearing that very portrait bomber and the likes of Bella Hadid and Grimes helping me turn Westwood corsets into a global trend. Westwood knew that it was imperative to understand the world that we inhabit. You've got to invest in the world. You've got to read. You've got to find out the names of plants and know about the whole genius of the human race, she said backstage at her Red Label show in 2013. What I found the most comforting working for her was the feeling that I'd finally arrived. Someone had made these wildly luxurious clothes for a frenetic nerd like me. How was this possible? I needed to know why and when and how I could find more of it. As someone who had spent his entire life buried in books, before discovering Westwood, I was trained to be a diplomat for Salvador. Being able to wear whatever I wanted in the company of Westwood was liberating. There was no gender conformity. If you didn't have it on hand, you were encouraged to make it. There were no rules. If a stitch came undone, okay, safety pin it and move on. Or deconstruct and rebuild. There were no bounds to the imagination when it came to dressing up. There was only the Westwood way. In 2018, I decided to pursue my passion for collecting and archiving as a full-time job, and it was due to all the invaluable lessons that I had learned under Westwood that gave me the courage to take the leap. For this courage and for these life lessons, I will be forever grateful, and thus Vivian will always have a special place in my heart. Please realize that everything in life is connected. What we decide to wear impacts how we feel. This has actually been scientifically proven. The seemingly simple task of putting on a piece that makes you feel beautiful in the morning is enough to brighten your mood. Go on, test it out. And remember Westwood's adage, you have a more interesting life if you wear impressive clothes. You don't necessarily have to wear Westwood to feel the effect. But trust me, it sure does help. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> that was the first time I, I, second time I read it without crying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we're kind of tearing up. <laughs> <sighs> oh, it was so beautiful. Thank you. It took me an entire, uh, well, I mean, from the moment she passed away till yeah. I just started writing, you know? I, yeah. I, I remember. It was pretty. It was pretty jarring to, to feel, the sense of loss within my own home, mm -hmm. because of, uh, how close I was to, you know, people forget that Westwood is still privately owned. Yeah. It's not a caring. It's not yeah. a conglomerate of any sort. 
um, for for her birthday, I texted um, Cora, uh, Vivian's granddaughter, you know, and I was like, hey, I still have the text message. It's really sweet. I texted her. Uh, tell your I was like, tell your grandma happy birthday. Um, she may not remember me, but uh, I just let her know how, how how she impacted my life. Let mm-hmm. her know that she changed my world forever. And uh, when she passed away, you know, I, I texted her again and she and then Cora replied. And it was it was. Uh, yeah, I, I, I you know, I, I the first like sentence that I wrote when I was uh, when I was reading the news uh, was that the fashion world was in mourning, you know, and mm-hmm. I think that again, you know, the loss was felt at home and that was. I, I can't tell you how grateful I am to have experienced Westwood's philosophy firsthand. I think that yeah. when I think about the loss of within the, the art world and the fashion world, we we definitely lost one of the girl one of the greatest thinkers of, of, of our time. Yeah. You agreed. know, as as a Taoist, as a as an activist, as a, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this is why, you know, this, uh, uh, the intro to this letter was so difficult to write. Yeah. And it was edited so many times because how do you, how do you sum up a life? How do you sum up a life? In yeah. one intro, you know, and, and I was like, whoa, like, this is yeah, and then and then you know I I think in in writing they tell at least the way that I was taught was that you know it's okay if the if the title comes last yeah you know because oh, yeah. that's the hardest part so the to me the and the title was not even I think the title was I I don't even remember to be honest with you because during this entire time it was you know here like i was sitting down with my team telling them how we were going to tackle on uh 2023 in terms of marketing and mm-hmm. and uh new clients and whatnot and we're driving down to down like we're headed to downtown shopping for new materials and then the news you know so it was a it was an it was a testament again to you know how fleeting uh life really is and uh really it it then then i was brought back to this idea of hug your mom hug your loved ones never tell the people closest to you how much they mean to you how yeah how much they mean to you and how much you love them because you know anything can happen in in, mm-hmm. in, the, in the slightest uh within a fraction of a second so and how but now we're celebrating her life you know and yeah um and and it it's i think i made a comment about what we're doing here in 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 the studio where and this is a part of recorded history where um i have these very romantic ideas of what we do you know like the <laughs> the fashion ethnographers <laughs> i love you that you know and i think as as nerds uh this is why you're wearing glasses today i feel like i need glasses for this <laughs> please don't and make like, fun of my myopia and like a cool hat like a fez or something or like <laughs> i have a beanie on <laughs> next time <laughs> So yeah, um thank you for allowing me to to share this. I 
you know, I, I, I'm, I'm in this, um, I'm in recovery too from uh, so many things, you know, from like the day to day. It's really nice to get to, to talk to people that either that that care to listen. Oh. Yeah, and I never knew that something as uh, therapeutic, you know, could uh, could have touched uh, so many people. I got, you know, and and I, I, it's so beautiful. I, I received a couple of text messages from clients. They were like, uh, "We love this tribute. That was so touching. That was so Aww. sweet." And it brought on more attention to the business, you know, yeah. to Pechuga, and uh, I can't tell you, Brooke how many requests i got for from for westwood pieces oh my gosh during this week you know i cannot even imagine they were like people were like we need to this is a tribute so there's like a couple of projects that i worked on yeah um that were tributes to to westwood and wow. and you know the clients that we have um the artists also paying homage to a powerhouse mm -hmm. i think that it's a testament to this world that Westwood created for herself. Yeah. And uh and the testament to um you know, I think by large the it's a testament to how far being inquisitive will take you. Mm. You know? Mm -hmm. And I love that. It's like yeah. if there's anything is if there's ever a tagline for this, it's remain curious. Be as curious yeah. as 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 you can ask all the questions ask there's, all the questions there's no dumb question you know mm -hmm. it's like and that point of like oh ignorance is bliss it is not <laughs> you know i think it's uh ignorance if anything is is, is, is stagnant it's stagnant it's intimidating only because uh we we don't know what we don't know so please like that's why i love this quote from her it is important for us to know the name of plants because you know, I started my my trajectory in biology. Mm -hmm. You know, and I was like, <laughs> but you know, and then the trajectory in studying insects, and it's like, and then you find out that the the silk that that these couture gowns are made of comes from a worm, a certain worm. You know, mm -hmm. that if you rear it and it's and and you give it it's the right conditions and everything and. And I know that because I had I had to do that, you know, as a as an experiment in in middle school, rearing um, silkworm moths Tight. as part of um, as part of a science project, you know. And uh, yeah, that's why I think there's a venerable respect that should be given to the clothes that we wear because intrinsically, it's 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 all connected. It's yeah. like how you treat the the silkworm farmer is. Gonna, it's going to be a reflection on how you should treat your garment. And, and, totally. and, and that, in turn, is going to be a reflection on what you choose to do with it. Totally. That's, everything's connected. Everything is connected. <laughs> I mean, truer words have not been spoken. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Just well, three it's, words. It's such a beautiful piece, and <laughs> yeah. I remember being in the car with you i think uh -huh. we were recording or something we had just left the studio yeah i think we just left the studio a few weeks ago and you had told me the news and you know that you had been approached to write you yeah. know this piece and you know you said you had just finished it and you ran it by me and i was like crying in the car and i just thought oh my god i was like this is so beautiful and touching and honestly you know as someone that you know i've always 
appreciated and respected the work of Vivian Westwood. She's she's an icon, you know, and like being in this business, we kind of all have our own aesthetic, right? And we oh, yeah. all have our favorites. And she was one, honestly, I'm just going to say it out loud. I never felt cool enough to kind of like, you know, in the Westwood world, I kind of always felt like I was appreciating from afar Mm. to some capacity. But the more that you've taught me, the more Mm. that I've read about her, Mm -hmm. it's completely the opposite. Mm -hmm. You know, she was so welcoming and, um, just kind of was such a cheerleader for the misfit and for the punk and the pirate and you know all of these different personalities Mm -hmm. and it's like i'm kind of kicking myself because it's like shit (laughs) you know like hindsight's 2020 right it's like i love that why didn't i get into this earlier like why did why did i feel that way and like i don't know it was it's just something that i'm kind of coming to terms with in you know um sort of not mourning, mm-hmm. but just kind of figuring out the world post Vivian Westwood. It's interesting that you say that uh, that you're well that you're kicking yourself for not having embraced her work sooner. Yeah. However, I think that it's because uh, what our, our what we deem to be beautiful and what we give attention to is a reflection of where we are spatially mm, and where mm-hmm. we are in our minds and where we are in our lives. You totally, know? yeah. I think that uh, this notion of dressing like a misfit, you know, I'm sure that you had your way of doing it. You know, it's like there's a bit of a rebel mm-hmm. that's inherently tied to the human condition because it's almost a paradox right you want to fit in yet you want to stand out yeah community is key to the development of a child's behavior however we also teach that child to stand up as an individual you know and if westwood wasn't in that scope for you i assure you that you know, all in due time, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that that goes with um, all the designers, you know, even the ones that like uh, the upcoming one, the the emerging designers, the, the, the burgeoning students, you know, with with this again. And I, geez, cannot stress enough how important it is to always listen to your gut Mm. to me it's it's i think what hurts the most is and i thought about it i had to analyze it when when this all occurred was this lineage that Mm. was gone you know i was like oh my god it's like you know we have all these theories on kinetic energy right and what happens to the energy of a human being when the body transitions right where does this energy go? Mm, you know, mm-hmm. I introduce all these garments into my studio and into my life, really, as a way of, I don't know, in my mind, I see it as like an, uh, a transfer of energy, mm-hmm. you know, as like an extension as uh, yeah, I'm like through osmosis, you know, I think <laughs> I will become that painting, you know, 
I <laughs> I'll never forget this one time. I was still wor- I was I was a a newbie at Westwood, and I went to Barney's, and I remember at that moment Kenzo was the like you know you everyone wanted to wear those tiger sweat you know 2012. 2012. I was gonna say yeah. the, <laughs> the, like, the tiger 2010s. Yes, yeah. of course, baby. <laughs> Like it was like 2013, <laughs> something like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I shied away from, I, I did think I want that, right? Because it was all over Tumblr. But I was like, okay, let me let me try to buy something else. So I went to Barney's and um, I remember coming out of the dressing room and I was wearing these like drunken tailored pants and they were from Westwood and I was wearing my pirate sling bags. So the pants, Westwood named them as such because they had this weird thing going on in the crotch and the pants were like asymmetrical. Mm. So the notion was that your tailor was so drunk, he as he was sewing them, he was, you know, accidentally making pockets out of line and just beautiful. And I still wear them and, and they, they kind of look like jodhpurs. Mm-hmm. I know those pants. Oh, I've seen you in those love. pants. I have like four. Those are great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, and, uh, the guy, the salesman, he looked at me and he was like, oh, he's like, he's like, I hope you don't take offense to this. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, Straight off yeah. the bat. Like, 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 why are you talking to me? <laughs> no, I was like, mm-hmm. he's like, you kind of look like a pirate. <laughs> and you're like, and I was thank like, you. And I was like, oh, oh, my God. And I looked at him and I was like, oh, my God, thanks. <laughs> I was like. That's exactly what I was going for. I was like, you know, I work for a, I work, and at that moment, Brooke, it was like, gosh, like, they, and there are accounts where Westwood had to go to the. This was when this was during the '90s, by the way. Mm-hmm. Westwood had to go to um to the offices of British Vogue. She'd grab her clothing, right, throw it at the desk, and she'd say, and she'd tell the the desk attendant. Shoot, make sure they shoot these because Westwood had to leave the United Kingdom in order to be appreciated yeah. by her own people, yeah. you know? And this is a woman who started her business on her kitchen table in the 70s, mm-hmm. you know, with two kids mm-hmm. and a husband that was not there, an, a, yeah. an abuser, you know? It's like, and if you don't, if you don't find, I mean, for me, right, there are so, those are the things that I relate to her too. Yeah. You know, it's like watching my mom, a single mother working, da 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 and then taking care of a house and an husband. And I'm just like, and look at what she created mm-hmm. by sheer curiosity. You know, she was a school teacher. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was like, well, what if I sew chicken bones onto this tank top? <laughs> Girl, what if? Yeah, what you know, if? A 15-pound uh, tank top you know, that cost now is $20,000, you know? And Kim Jones, the creative director of uh, menswear at Dior, has it locked up. <gasps> he does? He has several pieces from from this time, from Westwood's uh, time with Malcolm. Really? Yeah. I have a client, a private client, yeah. who also has a few pieces I told you about. And it's just like, yeah. I didn't know what it was. Right. And I tried to edit it out because I was like, this thing doesn't have a tag on it. What is this? Right, right. And I had it in like an edit pile when I was there for a closet consultation. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and yeah, they came in and they were basically like, are you fucking joking? And I was like, <laughs> right. what do you mean? And, <laughs> and they looked at me and they said, this is an original Vivian Westwood and Malcolm McLaren. And I was like, mm-hmm. are you fucking kidding me? I was like, there's no, there's literally no, like no descriptor. There's no tag there. And so thank God she was there. I mean, obviously certain aspects, I always go through my edits with clients before I, you know edit them properly but yeah shocked yeah you know actually that the fact that so many of these pieces don't have labels is actually very it it causes a lot of problems for collectors Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. um there are there have been known scandals that even the met the the costume institute at the met has uh you said there's like purported fakes yeah yeah that's wild and i know the provenance Mm mm-hmm Wow. I, I have to know as a collector, as an as well, an yeah. as an and as an appraiser, I have to know the provenance also of 100%. the fakes. Totally. Which is my my life side note has become like an like an like a very long uh, episode of the Antiques Road Show, <laughs> which I love. Which is our favorite show. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, you know, we kind of talked about this in preparation for this episode and this is actually going to be quite the treat for me personally just as you know like I said um the one that doesn't know very much about Westwood albeit you know I am an appreciator and respect the work etc um and being such a fan but feeling like I don't necessarily know some of the basics and obviously sitting in this room with you, my dear friend and co-host, who is like the quintessential like Vivian Westwood head. <laughs> right? I'm just a nerd with <laughs> too much time on his hands. I'm just a boy with <laughs> love for a dame. <laughs> um, but I'm a simple girl with simple taste, as Fran Drescher would say. Oh my God. Our queen. Um, but yeah, so in yeah. prep for this episode, yeah. um, I put together some questions for you. Ooh, okay. And I thought it would be kind of a treat to um, have a little interview, if you don't mind. No, yeah. Some, like, Q&A? Yeah, totally. Okay, great. I love this. Um, You know, I did some research, and then I was, like, kind of, I kind of went in order, sort of. Okay. Tried to. Let's see how we do. But, um... Yeah, okay, so to start. Yeah. Um, okay, so it's nineteen seventy one. Mm-hmm. Vivian Westwood is thirty years old. Uh-huh. Um, she and then boyfriend Malcolm McLaren opened their shop, Let It Rock, uh, at four thirty Kings Road mm-hmm. in London. Um, the original store I know focused on fetish wear and that like nineteen fifties like teddy boy aesthetic, yeah. right? But what was so interesting to me and I hope that you can kind of talk on this as an actual store owner. Yeah. Was that there were different iterations of the store, right? Yes. Like the, there were name changes. There were, you know, just as we see now, sort of um, maybe like season changes or just complete design changes. Yes. And so can you speak on those a little bit and then yeah. maybe let, will you tell us what maybe um, mm-hmm. your favorite was or... The real question is, I yeah. want to know if mm-hmm. we could time travel. Oh, okay. Which iteration you would go to? Oh, and my shop. mind immediately nostalgia of mud. Really? Oh yeah. So um, it's 
it's uh, nostalgia of mud. By the way, is uh, where the mountain hat comes from. Yeah, from that very from that specific collection. Was that at the store? So here's the thing. So Vivian Westwood and Malcolm, Malcolm McLaren were actually the one of the first people to introduce the notion of a pop up store. Yeah. To the industry. Sick. By changing not only the collection, the garments itself themselves, but also the facade, mm-hmm. the layout of the store. Um, so for uh, for nostalgia of mud, for example, um, they had this. Uh, they they covered everything in this fake mud, right? Oh my god! That it's theorized that Malcolm McLaren during this time, there remember there was no like there were no warnings against as, asbestos. So in 1983, they created all this fake mud, yeah, with uh like it was laden with asbestos. So they think that Malcolm McLaren actually contracted miso mesothelioma oh, yeah yeah uh from from this whoa yeah that's so sad yeah yeah it is really sad but if you were to if if i were to go back to to that time frame uh yeah because you know also interesting to note that later on in life uh Westwood, the one, the one question that would peeve her the most was uh, the the punk era thing. Mm. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. so tell us about Adam Ant. Tell us about, and she was yeah. like, fuck, I'm so fucking tired. <laughs> and I'm like. She's like the godmother of punk that doesn't want to talk about punk. Because, yeah, she would say like, <laughs> punk is dead. Punk is like, you know, uh, I'm pulling an Avril Lavigne here. It's like, I'm not punk. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't believe Hey, yo, come on. This is a podcast. You said it was a safe space. Uh, (laughs) No. So it's, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, you know, what is punk? Punk is going against the establishment. What are Mm -hmm. we still doing now? You know, it's like we're we're fighting against forces that do not want uh, inclusivity to flourish. They Mm -hmm. don't want the, you know, it's like, and as we, if, if we've studied the demise of civilization's past, we can note that the arts are the first things to go out. Yeah. The first yeah. things that we cut funding from as a, as a society. And um, you know, going back to Westwood, I, she really embraced the art world uh, to an extent that I think that's why we celebrate her as a designer so much because, mm-hmm. you know, you can go back in time, really. Yeah, for sure. So nostalgia of mine, I'm like, yeah, I want to look like that. I want to look like a buffalo girl with these, like, giant petticoats and these, like, bag boots that Bottega Veneta uh, just, you know, they, they came out with. And I'm like, bruh, mm-hmm. just go back to 1983, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm glad that we uh-huh. kind of touched on her being the godmother of punk um, because this is my next question. Um, uh, Westwood was known as the godmother of punk. Mm-hmm. She worked with musical icons such as Adam Ant, the Sex Pistols, and the Pretenders' own lead singer Chrissy Hind was even an assistant at the shop. Mm. If I gave you a magic wand uh-huh. and you had access to put uh-huh. any musician yeah. in Vivian Westwood for the upcoming Grammys, oh wow, who would it be, and in what look or specific piece? Uh... Definitely, I think Susie. 
from Susie and the Banshees. <gasps> <laughs> okay. I'd, I'd probably want... I think I'd want Susie in... Uh, maybe something from Anglomania. Hot. You know? But, but like broken up. Not so yeah. like matchy matchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I'd probably want to dress Susie from that tartan outfit that Linda Evangelista wore, which she still owns. Amazing. And uh I can't wait for this edit, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Our Gee. new favorite thing. Oh my god, yeah, we've gotten really good. We've gotten so good at it. <laughs> um yeah, I think Susie, I don't know, even though Susie, there was an issue that um, with one of the with one of the shoes that, that, that the Westwood Company reissued a couple of uh, seasons ago, oh. I think it was uh, from the time of sex, uh, Susie came out and she was like, please do not associate me with that shoe. She's like, because <gasps> it had her name. Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh-huh. Wow. Was, I know. Well, I, we've got a magic wand here, so we uh, can Yeah, definitely. Whatever. And I just fucking... <laughs> I love the punks. None of the punks. Yeah. The, all the punks are like, please don't associate it with us with any like capitalism. And, you know, and this was now, you know, it's like every great has its uh, naysay. They have their naysayers, you know, yeah. it's like people always question. They're like, OK, um, so if you're like the grand dame of punk, why are your dresses four thousand dollars? You know, and to Westwood, uh, she went on a, uh, I believe there was a documentary in 1990, The Painted Ladies. She was like, my things, uh, she's like, I'm not a designer who's proud to have exorbitant price tags on their items. She was just like, I have avant-garde uh, setups, mm-hmm. you know? And she's like, and the collection, there's all, there are a lot of overheads, you know? And yeah. the one thing that Westwood always gets criticized for is not showing up for business mm. she could she didn't she had no business acumen yeah. when she first started yeah a lot of people had to help her out kind of like john galliano oh yeah mm-hmm. interesting yeah it's like you know it's like the, the the idea of like the well it's like your left versus right brain like you know as business owners and creatives right it's like we do have to find that balance some are much um, better at it than others. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I struggle with the business side of it. Really? All of the time. Oh, my God. Are you kidding? Oh, okay. Honey, I was just like trying to do my taxes this weekend. Yeah. Big fat mess. <laughs> uh. But it's like that, you know, where mm-hmm. it's just, it's it's kind of hard to live in both worlds. It is. It really is. You just dress up like a pirate. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of got something like that going on today. <laughs> um, okay, so next one I've got for you um, is, you know, so we have... Oh, and hire an accountant. Yeah, also hire an accountant. Yeah. Well, well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hot tip. Yeah. <laughs> Hot tip, hire a business manager or an accountant. Yeah. Um. Well, you know, even though she didn't have maybe the business acumen Mm -hmm. and she even had to leave, you know, the UK to be, you know, respected by her own people. (laughs) She went bankrupt. Yeah. Numerous times. Yeah. But what's really cool is that in 1992, she was awarded the order of the British empire an OBE. Um, And there's a pretty 
cheeky story yeah. to um the day that she went for her medal. I think we actually kind of breezed on it once on this podcast before. Was that a pun? Uh, you know, maybe. <laughs> um, cheeky and breezed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the infamous twirl. The infamous twirl. Tell yeah. us about the infamous twirl. Well, she didn't wear knickers uh, the day she was awarded the OBE, and she spun in front of the press. <laughs> like outside of the Outside building. of the... <laughs> yeah, and... Uh, I, I, yeah, and uh, showed uh, showed everyone that the curtains did indeed match the <laughs> drapes. <laughs> the cur- <laughs> I don't, sorry, the cur- the, the, the rug, car- <laughs> the carpet. See, I'm so gay that I don't, <laughs> <laughs> baby. That's, that's how you a- know I'm a gold star gay. It does not. Well, okay, sure, you're speaking to her specifically, but I was like, that what? that saying isn't... Huh. <laughs> oh, it's not too... <laughs> all right. It goes always. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't. It doesn't matter your gender. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe in gender, babe. I just... <laughs> I just am. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> I'm an does it match or not? <laughs> I don't know the idiomatic expression. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Um, and <clears throat> also... To yeah. note, which I thought was really cool. What? So she was awarded the OBE in 1992. And then it wasn't until 2006 when she was um, made a dame. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I was just like, oh, it's really interesting. Like the time difference. Was there anything um, like within those years maybe that you remember specifically about it? Uh, well, I started working for her in 2012. Mm-hmm. So when I arrived, um, there was this sense that like only true fashion people knew about Vivian Westwood, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, to be honest with you, I what attracted me the most to her company was just, again, how anachronistic her designs were you know and i'm like hmm so here's a woman that has kate moss christina hendrix gwen stefani uh diana ross uh, naomi campbell uh, like just all flanked you know it's like everyone is just like like you like a priestess at the the (laughs) church of westwood you know yeah and i was like whoa like what is this you know i think and it was you know and i told you I think what I found the most, and I'll say it, disconcerting, uh, was uh, Pamela Anderson. Pamela Anderson's appearance when I was working at West Wing. Yeah. You know, I was like, because of the notions that you know, I, growing up in this country and seeing Pamela on Baywatch, I was like, I don't get it. I was like, I don't. But okay, sure. And there was actually a lot of backlash in the in the London offices when. Uh, Pamela Anderson was made a, a brand ambassador, yeah. and those yeah people were like, "Why?" But uh, Andreas had a lot to do with. People forget that Andreas was uh, a student of Westwood. I was yeah, I was gonna talk about you know? that. Mm-hmm. And she, he was a At student at art school, right? She yes. was a professor there. Uh huh. In Vienna, and uh, they fell in love. Yeah. And there's, there's, I, I, I yeah, I'm actually re- going to be receiving a, a new book. I think it's called A Fashionable, 
an unfashionable life. But uh, yeah, there are accounts where like Andrea's uh, moved to London and, you know, there was, mind you, the company has never made like those exorbitant uh, profits like the Gucci, mm -hmm. you know, like the Gucci and, 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 and the other conglomerates. Um, so he had to sleep in an attic <laughs> when he moved. Yeah. So, to, so, you know, it was like, and in a way it makes it sound like he was hazed. <laughs> but, you know, there was a lot of, of distrust because, you know, people close to Westwood were like, why is this kid here? Yeah. Like, what does this kid want? Yeah. You know? It's interesting to see now because a lot of people forget, too, that Westwood has kind of been behind the scenes for quite a while since mm. since 2016 uh her last uh her last gold label show yeah under her name yeah that was uh and then that gave way to andreas's own label within the company right you know and ever since then like vivian westwood the label has just been an iteration of itself yeah and that's something too that i was a little i wanted to talk to you about just the different labels Mm-hmm. So there have been a few, obviously we had the different store iterations. Yeah. Um, you know, when she and Malcolm were together, that was one thing. And then when they split, they were still in business together. But then eventually it was just her own line. Then enter Andreas. So what's the difference between all of the labels? Because I know, and it, like you just said, like it just recently within the last 10 years changed again yeah <laughs> so it's like what's going on <laughs> yeah so this is why i brought up the notion of reissues nowadays mm. you know because we're we're seeing uh so many uh of these big houses basically rehashing and uh coming up with pieces that we didn't that we saw that we grew up with but didn't necessarily have the buying power to yeah. buy into them you know, and, and the beauty about Westwood is that she's been doing this since actively since 1998 mm. with uh, her label, Anglomania. Okay. So Anglomania, which the label, the name of the label is derived from her 1993-1994 autumn winter collection of the same name. That's the one where Naomi famously uh, fell down. Yeah, she fell. <laughs> God love her. Not her fault. It was the latex tights that got caught on each other. Okay. Oh. Yeah, no. What, Naomi has never fallen. Uh, that was the only time Naomi has ever fallen down. Wow. And um, she made so much money from that, by the way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> people were throwing money at her to fall down in their own runways. They were like, no. yeah, because that. Remember, it's like there was no social media before. There was yeah. no social media during that time. No. So Naomi falling down on the runway made national news. Yeah. You know, and it got her a spot, I believe, on the Letterman show. It got her an insurance gig. It got her, oh. uh, you know, and and then that's when designers they noticed and they were like, paying her to. To purposely fall on their runways and there's an interview with me Na where naomi was like i'm not gonna let you make me look like a fool yeah no matter she was like i'm not she's like this is my profession i'm not gonna fall down just to create press and mm -mm. um I, that strengthened vivian's and uh naomi's uh bond it was yeah. really cute they came out later talking about it and so cute it was really <laughs> cute i'm just like damn to be a so it's been a, a fly on the wall. Yeah. But um, yeah. Um, so Anglomania, which right, is... Right, so Anglomania, yeah. the reissue is 1998. Vivian 
changed production in 1994 from England uh, to Italy. Mm. And I tell people all the time, I'm like, if you want to start knowing how to date the labels, look at the color. Okay. Yeah, because uh, the the color of the labels changes from this like really pretty like gold lyrics mm-hmm. to a red uh, background. Yes. But it wasn't called red label until much later. Interesting. Yeah, and then oh. the gold label line that was the one that ceased to go into production until twenty sixteen. Okay. So if you have anything from that still has that gold label tag. Yeah. It is, it's like the purest Westwood piece <sighs> you can get. What's the difference between the red label and the gold label? Ah, red label was the ready to wear. It was showcased during London Fashion Week. Okay. And uh, it was le- then later merged into one sole division, which was now just the Vivian Westwood label. With gold label, mm-hmm. it was specific to Paris Fashion Week. Oh. It was the demi couture. I was gonna say so that it would, yeah. it would be couture then. It was de- or, de- yeah. demi. So they were wow. yeah because to be considered couture, you know, it's like it's a rigorous yeah uh, process process, and you have to have a lot of checklists and mm-hmm. boxes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, she uh, there were aspects of that line that were still mass produced, but there were hand uh hand finishes interesting Mm -hmm. okay and they're and then sometimes like and and it's interesting because like because i was a buyer Mm -hmm. for her store so you would get these like one ofs so a lot of these samples that are like still floating around it's amazing and this is why i tell people you gotta study what whatever interests you otherwise you're not gonna know what you have in front of you you're not gonna (laughs) know it's like yeah i found this beautiful red label corset with uh that like chiffon printed leaves and all this like beautiful you know and i i found that on and i'll say it i found it on ebay okay uh and i was like wait i was like i know that print and i've seen that chiffon i'm like i know how it's gonna fall like i couldn't visualize it you know (laughs) i found the skirt on vestiaire So now I have both pieces and I'm just like, true, this is true history coming together. Again, you know, and it's like, I didn't spend much for it, I, but I did spend the time. I was going to say it's your time. Researching. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I did spend the time researching. I spent the time knowing the construction of things, knowing yeah. what the labels look like, knowing what the, 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 the fall of the fabric on the legs and the drapes. And it's like, you know, I, I told the cut uh, that... You there's there's an obsessive nature, uh, when, when you are trying to encompass and encapsulate mm-hmm. so much beauty, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's like, it, and it and and this part of human nature, I think it's it's you know it's why, um, Carl Linnaeus came up with the the binomial, uh nomenclature for species you know it's it's this idea and this notion that we have as human beings to categorize everything mm. and break it down and uh, westwood was uh a, a prime example of that so i'm like all right cool so that's why in the article in the in my tribute letter i'm like i you, you when you when you're able to pull a westwood on westwood and you apply that to anything that interests you 
you're, the world is your oyster. Yeah. You know, it's like you're not you're not confined to just collecting corsets anymore. You're you're now <laughs> you're looking at mud. Yeah. And you're looking at you know squiggles, and you're looking at oh, gosh, so much. So much. <laughs> well, speaking to the different you oh, know mm-hmm. references and inspiration that she's pulled from, that insane attention to detail in her work tailoring the construction the art the art history all of that besides science right Mm -hmm. what other inspirations and where do the other influences come from music Mm -hmm. philosophy yeah politics so uh there was this great quote that i love uh that westwood would always reference by uh by bertrand russell and it says orthodoxy is the grave of intelligence Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, oh. you know, it's like, bro, <laughs> you you play by the book, chances are you're never going to graduate. Wow. You know what I mean? It's like you got to you got to keep writing in this in the book of life. Like mm-hmm. you got to change the story up. You know, it's like uh Jean-Paul Gaultier uh has been called the Madonna of um a fashion in mm-hmm. the in the manner that he keeps on reinventing himself mm-hmm. you know i think uh westwood in that same manner all the same it's like as as a creative you have to keep reinventing yourself and you have to put yourself in places where your creativity is uh made vulnerable and exposed yeah. you know and without the care of what anyone says which is why i love this quote by teddy roosevelt the the man in the arena where mm. you know he's like Teddy Roosevelt in the in that quote is one of my favorites because it it turns the world of the critic on its on its head you know it's easy to basically how are you going to hate from outside of the club if you can't even get in mm. you know <laughs> <laughs> that's that quote the man in the arena it's like easy for you to criticize but where are you putting in the work yeah. Wes would put in the work. All of the designers put have all of our faves. Again, it's why Westwood is referenced as the designers, the fashion designers designer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Thinking about her and being the designer's designer and just her impact across, you know, uh, our industry and pop culture as a whole, right? There have been some pretty major Vivian Westwood moments. I mean, we talked about not wearing the knickers or OBE. <laughs> yeah. There's countless red carpet moments. There's yeah. Naomi falling on the runway. Is there a moment in the Vivian Westwood culture history? Yeah. Whether that's, you know, related to pop culture or what have you. Is there anything that kind of like sticks out? And it could be the um, Vivian Westwood wedding dress in Sex and the City. It, right. could, it can be any one of these things. Right. What's your favorite or what's the one that kind of like sticks out to you? I love this moment of uh, Vivian Westwood at the at the Met Gala mm. in uh, 2013. Oh. Where it was uh, punk was being celebrated. Uh-huh. And a lot of people thought that Vivian, during uh, when she was on the runway, she was cut short by the hosts. Mm. And it, p- people were like, how dare you cut Vivian Westwood off? It's like, 
I mean, we, there's an allotted time that everyone has, right? Sure. And this was just Westwood being Westwood. You know, she was, she came, she arrived in this gorgeous, like, pearlescent, like, silk taffeta cape with this, like, drop waist tunic. Very, I, I loved it. Very regal. Yeah. And she arrives with Lily Cole. Uh, and Lily Cole is wearing this gorgeous gown that's made out of rubber. It's made out of Amazonian rubber. And the whole, the the notion of this moment was to show the world that the rainforest that supplies so much to us is dying. And... Uh, you know, we could go on and on about all these amazing references in pop culture history that are tied to Westwood and, and, and the grandiosity of her designs. But yeah. this is this was Westwood in your face. You yeah. know what I mean? And and it's why in the tribute uh letter to from my from me to her, ecological crusading uh is it, it, the mainstay, you know, of of, of her became one of the tenets to Vivian yeah. Westwood's philosophy during the years of her later life. And um, yeah, I think it's it, Westwood is one of those designers that really makes you talk about the destruction of our planet mm -hmm. in a way that's uncomfortable and in a way that also is presented to you in a very paradoxically beautiful manner, you yeah. know? Our rainforest is dying at an alarming rate. So what are we doing about it? Mm. You know? And that's... Uh, and that that's, was 10 that's years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's that's my favorite moment. Wow. <laughs> I love it. What's your holy grail piece? From Westwood? Yeah. Oh, I... The, uh, the voyage to Scythera, autumn, winter... 89, 90, crinoline with the harlequin print. I fucking knew it. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one in the world. There's yeah. only one in the world, and I think Westwood's archive, where Westwood's archives has it, if yeah. it's not locked up at the V&A somewhere. Yeah. And uh, it's just one of those things where uh, I, ha I have one of the, cor I have the corset. Um... <laughs> Don't ask me, <laughs> bro. And that's that's the, that's the the Westwood creates these very serendipitous moments, you know, her designs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, where it's like, I can't tell you how just that's why I called it chaotic, the Westwood way. Yeah, it's crazy. Her clientele are crazy. They're the most eccentric people in the world that <laughs> the fucking nerds of it all. You know, and it's like again, I I, I, I know I can't I can't speak enough on these on these creations just because again, I'm just like I asked my assistant Yael, you know, and I was like, Yael, how did this happen? Like, how did she how did someone know that we were gonna emulate this yeah. thirty years into the future by going a hundred years into the past, you know, fascinating. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's why Westwood remains. It's gonna be on everyone's mood boards until, until, until we stop wearing garments forever. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's a long time. Yeah. So well, 
let's say somebody comes to you and says, oh, wow, like all these corsets that you have are so cool. Who is this designer? Yeah. And they want to learn more about Vivian Westwood. Mm -hmm. What collection would you put in front of them first? Like, where would you start if somebody wants to learn more about the dame? Mm -hmm. um, specific to, you know, I would say her design. Yeah. Um, to start, where? what's the collection you would point them to first? Oh, interesting. Ah, jeez. I think it's got to be... And then obviously from there, the world is their oyster. But... Yeah. I, I mean, it's like asking me for my favorite Vivian Westwood collection. That's so hard. <laughs> That's, Not necessarily. I know. Not but it's like it's like, where do you start? I mean, my mind, and I'll say this, right? My mind immediately goes to... And it'll probably change. Anglo I'm sure it changes over time. Anglomania. Yeah. Autumn, winter, 1993, 1994. Uh, I think is is a really great point of reference to start. That's the, the show that Naomi fell down yeah. in. Just because of... I think it's the the zeitgeist of uh, the supermodel era, mm -hmm. uh, and what design really was the at its most elevated form. You know, this was Westwood at her best. You mm. know, it's like she had established herself already in Autumn Winter 1990, 1990, 1991 with Portrait, and then Salon uh, in Spring Summer nineteen ninety two. Yeah, but. You know, it was like, and then that moment, you know, uh, it, a lot, I've, I've read this, I think it was through studying Westwood and all her collections. It seemed like Westwood was always at the right place at the right time. <laughs> mm -hmm. It was like, but it was, it was very serendipitous, her, her trajectory, her, her for from from meeting Malcolm to Naomi falling down on the runway uh, to um her adherence to Chelsea Manning mm. uh her work with Jurgen Tell so many things that I'm just like mm -hmm. I think from being a both this goes back to that that idea you asked me I, I think like even our trend analysis you know it's like Brooke, we're not just consumers of this. You know, it's like we're, we're, we study this. It's like, yeah. this is why you and I get along in this manner because <laughs> we're like, so tell me about this button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I love it. I, and I think that, and the, and I say this and we'll end the, the, the episode in this manner, um, that, it's important to keep studying mm -hmm. what you're interested in because along the way, right, whatever subject matter you decide to study and be inspired by, you'll find what inspires you. And then if you're listening to this podcast, right, or if you have any inclination on what Brooke and I do for a living, chances are you're interested in the art world and you're also involved in the political sphere mm -hmm. in in the in the fashion news rooms and, and whatnot, and you can see again how everything is connected. So find your inspiration, and uh, like I'll, I'll say in the tribute letter, you know, it's like Vivian is a, is a great. It was a great teacher, mm. you know, yeah, of history, of art, of design, of philosophy. 
uh, a great activist. Activism, uh, yeah. You know, you may not agree with her, and that's totally fine. But it's important to study how uh, successful people go about in their lives. And if there's a smidgen to learn from her is that everything is connected. <laughs> and I think with that we finish. Thank you for letting me share. Oh my gosh, no, thank you so much. I feel like I learned so much about her. Yeah. I just hope that, you know, um we kind of talked about it before and you know, I you said something really interesting in the room before we walked in cuz I said, "Are you ready to go get sad?" Ah. And what did you say? Ah, I said, no, I'm ready to feel empowered. Yeah. Yeah, I feel empowered now to stand in my own two feet, so to speak, Mm -hmm. and speak on the experiences that have changed my life. Yeah. You know, and, and it is sad. Grief is a... Grief is part of the human condition. Mm-hmm. But... I think that there's a lot to be grateful for. And I think that if we changed that, if we just changed the perspective, you know, like I did with those words, I don't want to be sad. Not because I'm avoiding being sad, but because I feel like this idea and this uh, feeling of empowerment Mm -hmm. is actually how we're going to celebrate someone's life. I was just going to say, you know, yeah, we're celebrating her. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And we're continuing her legacy Mm -hmm. and everyone else around her, too, because, you know, there's Vivian's granddaughter, Cora, and her company and Andreas. And and wait, Mm. fun fact that I learned in my research, and I meant to talk about this when we were talking about crinolines, Mm -hmm. I had no clue Mm -hmm. that her son is the founder of Agent Provocateur, Lingerie. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. And it makes so much sense just, like, understanding that some of her first pieces were underwear (laughs) with, like, you know spikes on them and like weird shit and then moving into the crinolines and the knickers yeah and the not wearing knickers but like literally everything is connected yeah and even sometimes familial yeah it blew my mind yeah joseph corre yeah was uh one of the founders of agent provocateur in 1994 yeah. he sold a company oh really so it's okay no longer, yeah but uh, I believe Gwen Stefani was a client of Agent Provocateur. Yeah. And uh, yeah. It's, I have a couple pieces. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> cool. I love, uh, you know, it's like, I love, I love learning um, because I love teaching. You yeah. Know? And my perspective also changed in that time, in that mind frame because I, I felt like such an alarmist before. Oh. I was like, everyone must know that everything is connected, da, 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 you know? Now I'm like, yeah, just, you know, read more and <laughs> find what interests you when, and then report back. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, thank you, everyone, so much for joining <laughs> us this week. Yeah. Um, please write in to uh, the hotline or DM us. Let us know, um, yeah, like how Dame Vivian Westwood has influenced you or touched your life, inspired you um, in any capacity. Uh, we will be celebrating her continuously through this podcast oh, and yeah, in I our just, own lives. And I just received one of the rarest denim jackets 
uh, from her like 1994 collection today. Oh my god. Yeah. So we'll definitely see. We'll definitely be seeing that around. Yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> well, thank you, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us at the Fitting Room Podcast this week. You can find me on socials at Stylist Brooke. You can find Johnny at Pachuga underscore Vintage. You can find us at Fitting Room Pod. And now you can call or text Johnny and I at 724-CHAT-TFR. That's 724-242-8837.